Hello and welcome to the Tech in the Hood podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Flex Omar. Tech in the Hood is a storytelling podcast that explores the past, present, and future of Chicago's cultural identity through conversations about community and technology. Each week, I reconnect with the friends and mentors who have shared this journey and spotlight new voices and innovators building the future of the tech in the hood. But one thing I want to pivot to is uh, Virgil Abloa. Before we wrap, Virgil, before we wrap up, got, Man, got rest, got rest his soul. I, I mean, this brother, people didn't know about him. He was like walking around, you know, Chicago back in the day, and all of a sudden, Louis Vuitton, right? So we're talking about, you know, privilege and you know, changing the game and narrative and fashion and street fashion. But you were do you, you you were like a, another big brother to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I talk, brought him in on my team. Can you talk a, lo- a little bit about him? Oh man, it's a little emotional, right? Yeah. Virgil comes to the crib, and I would send him emails about, "Hey, can you change? Can you do this, Virgil? Create this for me." And you know, as an intern, you know, he wasn't getting paid. You know, I think I might have paid him a little bit. He's like, "Man, let me have this big bro, whatever." But I would just have him do tasks, and he would just knock it out. And then one day, Kanye was like, hey, Virgil can't work for you. No, I'm sorry. That's not true. Virgil was like, Kanye said, I can't work for you no more. I said, what? What do you mean? I'm Virgil, Kanye ain't even know you. Don C introduced them or whatever. He's like, yeah, he, just, he, he hired me full time. I was like, man, Kanye's such a... I'm like, all right, well, that's going to take you further than I could take you because he's famous. And God bless it did. God bless it did, man. Virgil, man, his babies, man, his wife, his father-in-law, I mean, everybody. I, I loved him. His mama, his, his his mama, his daddy, his sister. I had the opportunity to meet, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Ablo. They were so proud, you know. He went to school with a lot of my friends, you know, a lot of my younger friends. And Virgil was just a super special dude. He would go to Jabari spot one of my business partners and look at stuff all day and just it's just man wow bro like come on man like to see that happen to see him play his role so well and learn so much that he became a global icon and repping ghana heavy and repping chicago heavy off white off white and you know think about off white Think about Pyrex vision, right? Dope boy shit. Mm-hmm. Think about off white. Think about that's dope boy shit, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. You know, think it was we, a tribute. Come on, man. You know, I was one. I was the first person to put on my Instagram Pyrex. I took a picture of Kanye. Movies at the 2012 end of the world concert or whatever. I don't know. Not end of the world concert. Uh, Hurricane Sandy. Concert, Billy Joel, all like that. And Kanye wore that shirt. And this kid wanted to buy the sweater, the sweatshirt off Kanye's back. His father was like, offered Kanye $5,000 for it. And he's like, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. $5,000 off Kanye's back. Like, I'll pay $5,000 for, for my son to have that sweatshirt right now. Virgil, brilliant. Virgil was a point of contingency for me and, and Ye in a bunch of ways, you know. It was it's, even up to his death, 
we had a conversation a couple of days about Virgil. I was going to see him at, at um, where was I going to see him at? Art Basel. He had an installation. And I just talked to him a month before on his birthday. And I was like, man, I love you, bro. He's like, oh, man. I said, how you doing? He said, man, I'm not battling anything. I'm not fighting anything anymore. Hmm. I thought that meant he's well, but I think he's like, okay, I'm He's at peace. That was my last time talking to him on his birthday. Mm. A month later, I was in Atlanta going to Fayetteville. I was driving home from Fayetteville back to Atlanta, whatever. Driving from Fayetteville to Atlanta. And um, I got the news that he had changed over. May Allah be pleased with his journey, man. <sighs> Losing Virgil was big. It still is, man. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible when he did that art um, installation at uh, the MCA in Chicago. Beautiful. A tribute to everyone that was on that. Yeah, you to know, see journey. my name. To yeah. see my name in the museum. I never yeah. thought I see my name in the museum. <laughs> like what? That's me. Yeah. Malik is in the museum. Yeah, what? My name is in the museum beautiful this is crazy bro yeah. thank him for that you know yeah. you're a real brother people was hitting me like man malik i see your name i'm in the art museum i was like yeah. thanks man thanks man thanks man thanks you can never get that enough you know and um can never be you know grateful enough to virgil for seeing fit to do that and then also you know i, I give thanks to myself and to the most high for fighting to stay on that album because you know Kanye will take you off an album so fast <laughs> what boy so man so you've recorded how many songs with Kanye uh 419 I've got credit for 119 I got 300 songs I'm not credited oh my at all God. I'm working it out with him right now to get my credit on him mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's an, that's incredible brother um so last question got it young cat wanting to go into the music business, the entertainment uh, business, or just business in general, ent- entrepreneurship, right? What advice, you know, do you have uh, for them right now in this age of abundance? There's also an abundance of distractions, right? So well, what's, what's your advice? Prepare to suffer. Mm-hmm. Prepare to suffer. If you have the expectation to come in suffering, you're going to be fine. <clears throat> if you have expectations for glory, you're going to be disappointed because it might take you an extra seven years added to your your expected trek to get to where you think you're going to be. Prepare to suffer. Prepare to go without. Prepare to downsize. Prepare to get money and not upside. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not upgrade. Right. Prepare to get $10,000 and not spend it. Do not compete. Do not buy a Rolex. Unless you see a clear path that the Rolex is going to take you to the Rolex club and then you're going to be with some Rolex founders and you've got a person to sell it to for $12,000 and get the relationship with them. So it's it's building the relationships. You know what I'm saying? My, my boy Bricks, we were talking the other day and we agree upon this. You know, I'd rather have one hit, one song in my hard drive in the chamber, one hit song and 100 relationships than a hundred songs and one relationship. It's not worth it. You don't want to have that one 
one relationship. You want to go and grind for those relationships. And those relationships sometimes cost money. It costs travel. It costs time. It costs keeping up with the person. It's like you just knock on the door and it don't open. You leave. In this game, you got to knock on somebody's door. Then build a house next to them. Knock on their door every day. Let them see you building the house. And then get that relationship and then go to the next block and do the same thing. It's hard work. It's harder than it's ever been. Yeah. It's harder than it's ever been. I was able to come out the street, give a couple dollars to Common, buy some chicken, literally buy beer and chicken, go to his one bedroom apartment and write songs with him. Then Carl Thomas at his one bedroom apartment, you know, write songs with him. You know, Kanye in his one bedroom apartment, you know. So I spent the money in the right place. A lot of people have made more money than me in the streets that didn't spend in the right place. One time, when I, every time I tried to leave the street, I would go broke because I didn't understand the mechanisms. So I had to go back to the street. And one time I remember going to my brother Omar's house when I had realized I had to go back to the street one last time. Go back to the underground economy, if you will. And I went to my brother's house and we prayed. I went to Omar's house and we prayed. And I said, man, Got to go back out here one more time. But this time when I get, this is all I'm going to have. What I get this time, I'm not spending. I'm buying no new cars because I was, you know, buying the Fendi, buy Lexus, buy this. You know, do that, do this, buy Benz, go this, go to Cancun. You know, how's your car downtown? Do this, buy IROC. You know, this time I had my plan before I went back to the street. So when I got the money, the plan was already st structured. It wasn't, since I don't know what to do, let me just spin it on some Louis Vuitton, which I've done too many times in my life, obviously. But yeah, that was it, man. And then I was able to not look back and I was able to leave the street and told Kanye, I said, I left the street, bro, I'm gone. He's like, what you gonna do for money? I said, I don't know, but the streets is, it's, it's too porous now. Mm. Everybody's telling the police events were infiltrated and people that got caught is the police and they turned, they, turn you know confidential informant it's just too much and they and now you're being hunted from all places it's not worth it and luckily we have built good music already claims like you might as well just come over to the label that was grammy that was grammy morning 2006 so we were in barney's and he was like you might as well just come to the label you know he went shopping he blew like 10 grand i was like i ain't got 10 grand to blow I might be able to spend a G, which is not much in Barney's. And um, we had built good music. Steve McKeever gave us the license. Steve McKeever from Chicago. And I remember calling him to get the license. Because Steve McKeever owns good music. Shout out Steve McKeever. Hidden Beach. Mm. Michael Jordan. And... Um, Man, so yeah. Relationships. <laughs> Full on. It's all it's all it's all it's all it is. You gotta be likable, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever I do an event, I'm always very careful to make sure that I'm on stage I'm I'm crazy wild, I'm cussing, I'm throwing stuff, I'm cussing people out. Lewd. But in person I'm not I'm none, you know, I don't I wanna smoke, man. Yeah. You know, I, I seen, I, I had a young man came to an event 
he came in and he went in and immediately started talking to every woman in there. I'm like, boy, that's such a mistake. Because mm-hmm. you don't know whose relationship is who, who's got their eye on it. And nobody's going to say, hey, man, Malik, make sure you bring back the dude that came, to, came through to holler at all the bitches. Make sure you bring him back tomorrow. The dude that didn't bring nothing, didn't bring no liquor, didn't bring no weed, didn't bring no girls, didn't bring nothing. He just came to holler at all the girls that was there already while everybody else was working. Nobody's going to say bring him back. So he's not going to be asked to come back. And as a matter of fact, they're going to say, hey, don't bring dude no more. Nobody wants to feel, but stop being soft. You intimidated. What you mean? They ain't intimidated. He the one that needs to change, not them. This they spot already. They already in the spot. They won already. Mm-hmm. They ain't gotta stop being stop being so soft. I hate when dudes say that. Y'all be tripping over these chicks. No, you the one tripping, trying to holler at everybody. Go somewhere else and do all that. This right. ain't, this ain't you ain't building over there. Nobody's taking you on tour with them when they feel like every girl that they like in the audience, you're gonna probably already holler at her. Or when they break up with their girl, you gonna slide down. Nobody wants that. Oh man, that's and they intimidated. They ain't no man. No, you're not a man. Because you can't figure out how to admonish yourself around other men. You can't figure out how to be a good citizen of the room, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty dude. You know, I'm beautiful. I know that. I know that women going to react to me and respond to me a certain way, but that's just nature. They don't mean they want to slide with me or nothing. They just going to respond to me a certain kind of way. Cause I'm gorgeous. I understand that, but I'm going in with all respect. If that's your girl, your wife, your sister, your mama, your daughter, it don't matter to me. Cause ain't nothing I'm going to talk to her about. I'm going to talk to you, and then you're going to say, that's my boy Malik. He cold. I'm working with him. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's such a respectful dude. He's he nice guy. That's, that's going to be the limit of it. They're going to be like, mm, look at you. What? Nah, I might say nice shoes or, or something like something very innocuous. Yeah. Because I'm not interested in finding favor in this woman. I'm interested in this guy that I'm here to do business with or this woman I'm here to do business with, but it's not going to be... In that kind of a but it's manner. reputation. And it takes a lifetime to build that. Lifetime. And I know people feel comfortable around me. Mm-hmm. I know people feel comfortable with their wives around me. I know Jay-Z feels comfortable with Beyonce around me. Even though I'm neurodivergent and kind of awkward socially, he know that I would never, ever cross that line. Yeah, you got the professionalism. And yeah. it's not just professionalism. It's <clears throat> really a moral standard. Mm-hmm. On not making her feel like she's accosted upon because she's a woman and she looks good. All right. No ID know that his wife is never going to get hollered at by me. Mm-hmm. Hove know, much as weird as yeah he is, he know that his bitch ain't never getting hollered at me. Even Kim is never getting hollered at by me. When she was with him, when she ain't with him, when we old, it don't matter. That's not what I'm on. Janae, okay, she's never getting hollered at by me. Big Sean is my man. I would love to do music with her, but that's not even as important as my relationship with Sean for him to feel comfortable. And that's my job. Well, it ain't your job to make people feel comfortable. Why, what, why is it not? Why, why, tell me why it's not my job to make people feel comfortable around me. If I'm being a space, I'm not having nobody in my space. I don't feel comfortable with just that simple. Mm-hmm. 
So why is it not my job? But people don't want that to be the job. They want the job to be, they can rap real good, they can produce a beat, or they can design an outfit. That ain't enough. People can do that that I like to be around. Right. So it's not just the talent that's, but the soft, going back again soft to the skills. soft skills. This ain't know? a talent show, Joe. Yeah, it ain't it's a talent a skills show. and capability yeah. assessment. Mm, it's a business. It's a business. Yeah. And business is nuanced and it's personal. Mm-hmm. It's interpersonally connected. Yep. And that's why a lot of the awards that you won were for best collaborations. Best collaboration. Working with other humans. Working with John Legend. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Chrissy one time, uh, I was on the red carpet and I was like, I spoke to both of them and I walked past and I walked back the other way and she stuck her butt out. I was like, John, Malik tried to fill on me. Of course, he knows she playing and stuff. I was like, whoa. I was like, excuse me. She's like, Malik tried to fill on me as a joke because she can joke with me like that because she know it'll never happen. And he mm-hmm. know it'll never happen. You feel me? And I love Chrissy. I love her. What? What? People are like, oh, she got controversy. Who don't? Come on, man. John, my man. John gave me a Grammy, bro. Like what? I got two or three songs with John Legend, bro. Four or five songs with John Legend. What? And he's always gracious, always accommodating. I've been his crib to record. He's what? Come he's on, man. He's a cool brother. Yeah, brother. And he's incredible. His who gave him the name? Who gave him the name Legend? Uh, Jay Ivy. Mm. Jay Ivy gave him the name Legend. He said, no, you, John Stevens, you, you, you a legend. You John Legend. Mm-hmm. How did you feel career. about Jay Ivey winning uh, Man, first Grammy for what? So proud, right? Like Poetry. Because I was on the board before him, yeah. the Grammy board, and we were trying to get that court category for spoken word artists. Because that's usually, <clears throat> excuse me, where um, comedians and authors, because Barack Obama had won a category before. Mm-hmm. Audio books. But we was pushing to get that, but I was spending most of my time in LA working with Ye at the time. So I couldn't be flying back on the day of the Grammy board meeting. So they let Jay Ivy come in and he took that spot that I had and he dog, doggedly rolled that down, you know? People say, oh, the Grammys is politics. What ain't? What ain't politics? What you can drive is politics. What you can eat is politics. Where you can live is politics. No matter what, how much money, I, if I had $20 billion right now, I couldn't build a mansion in the middle of the damn Rhine. With $20 billion, with $200 billion, I couldn't do it. Because it's politics, it's political. With $200 billion, so what's not politics? So, well, that's politics. Oh, J.I.V., you won because of politics. Okay. But is he a great poet? Yes. Did he do a yeoman's task? Yes. Was it arduous work? Yes. Did he deserve to win it? Yes. I was a better album than say. Who says who? Mm-hmm. We got objectivity and subjectivity. Which one tells you what a good album is? Subjective. It's subjective. It's a matter of taste. To all the other poets in that category, I think they had good albums too. But my relationship is with Jay Ivey. He's being my group, the visitors, me, him, and JV. I've got songs with him. He's on my first album. You know, we've done mixtape songs together. That's crazy. So I'm rooting for Jay Ivey. I'm voting for Jay Ivey. They letting me vote. I'm voting for Jay Ivey. Not that the other people ain't my friends, 
But I seen Jay Ivy go to work every day mm-hmm. for that. Fight every day to change that category. Hey, he's a good brother. Yeah. He's, he's a good brother. He's, you know. Malik, this this has been an incredible oh, man. conversation, man. We we could sit here and talk, you know, for a lot more hours, you know. We'll and tweaking. We we already been and, twenty and, hours. And, and the journey continues. No, no doubt. More. And, we uh, add more tomorrow. Oh yeah. And yeah. I would love to have you back on the show. I'm I'm coming you know, back. Again. I got my city winery show tomorrow night. I'm gonna go act the food, tear it down. All right, brother. Go from there. It's nice to have you here and um thank you for being on Tech in the Hood. Thank you, brother. I'll see you soon. Inshallah. Right. Inshallah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tech in the Hood. It's an honor to have you along for this journey. And I hope you tune in next week. Tech in the Hood is recorded in Ravenswood at the Chicago Podcast Studio. If you want to hear more, you can help by leaving an honest review of Tech in the Hood wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Tech in the Hood.